the In the Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com for Saturday, August 20th at Saratoga, Alabama Day for the three-year-old Phillies. And it's Tom Leach here along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. A couple of graded stakes on the Saturday card, Jim. We'll start with the first one, which starts off the late pick four that we're going to take a look at. It's the grade two Lake Placid. Three-year-old Phillies, but on the turf at a mile and a 16th. You got with the Moonlight, who was just an impressive winner at Saratoga. Uh, and uh, he's going to be, or she's going to be, I think, a solid favorite in here. How do you see it? Yeah, I like starting a pick four with a solid favorite. I, I think with the Moonlight's going to be tough to beat in here. Uh, Charlie Appleby, obviously, the last couple of years has brought the right horses over here to compete, and he's just really tough to handle. And this filly won the Saratoga Oaks Invitational just fairly easily. Uh, Links and three quarters went off at almost a little more than even money. Had a little trouble out early, but got in position, and uh, William Buick rode that day. Saez takes the mound. That's the only thing that questions I question about it because he hasn't uh, uh, he hasn't ridden the filly. <laughs> Actually, nobody has outside of Buick and DeTore, uh along the English riders who rode early in the career. But she moved up in the last race. Uh, she won a, She finished second in a grade one, uh, the Belmont Oaks Invitational, uh, back on 9th of July. And if she takes another move forward, I think she's going to be hard to handle. Uh, Dolce Zell for Chad Brown and I read Ortiz, uh, won the Lake George, the normal prep for this race. And, uh, you know, second off the layoff, uh, she would move forward, but she'd have to move quite a bit to keep up with, with the moonlight, I think. Uh, and I think with the Moonlight, has got better positional speed. Other than that, uh, Koala Princess coming out of the Lake George, uh, Haughty coming out of the Belmont Oaks Invitational, but lost by quite a bit to consumer spending and with the Moonlight. And then consumer spending is one that uh, has got back class, was uh, won the Wonder again, and then came back in the Belmont Oaks and, and lost to with the Moonlight, but was right behind her. Uh, eminent victor for Chad Brown and Flavian Pratt was only a nose off Dolce Zell. So once you get past with the moonlight, if she doesn't fire, it's a wide open race. But uh, I, I think she's going to win this race, and I'm going to use her uh, solidly in the pick four. I always try to find a way to beat favorites, and so I'm going to do that uh, in a couple of these races. And this is one, and the only angle I'm going on with with the moonlight is that she's coming back in 13 days, so it's a little bit of a quick turnaround. And you make a good point about the the rider too. So I think that's noteworthy. So I'm going to try to beat her with consumer spending. Um, I'm thinking maybe a mile and a quarter might have been just a touch too far for her. She won by four on the Saratoga course last year. She's had three works over the local turf course. So I'm going to try to beat with the moonlight with consumer spending uh, and and just stick with those two. If I go deeper, it would be Dolce Zell. But I really think... If with the moon, if with the moonlight doesn't win it, consumer spending will. Ninth race is the Spartan Fancy. Phillies and mares four and up, five and a half furlongs on the turf. Going to try to catch a little bit of a price here, with uh, and not a big one, but just to beat the favorite with Too Sexy. Uh, I think her best races have been with Rosario aboard. Rosario's outstanding at turf sprints, and along with a lot of other things, obviously. She had trouble in real, in her only start this year, so I'll uh, forgive that. She's fresh. She's been first or second in nine of 14 starts, so she's been uh, good and consistent. Uh, Caravel could be a little dangerous in here. She's won over this track. She had trouble last time out, and the win here uh, last year was with a 98 buyer, so it was a big number. So, um, you know, she likes the course. Change of controls, ultra consistent. Got to use her. Uh, Robin Sparkles is speed and coming off a nice win. 
And then uh, Miss J. McKay I'm going to throw in as well, going back to that 96 buyer on May 1st, and that was with Irad Ortiz who rides here. So um, I'm going to take those five and uh, hopefully catch a little bit of a price in the Smart and Fancy. How do you see that one? Yeah, I thought this one was the most wide open of the four races. Uh, I, I don't really have a strong opinion here, and then when we get to pick four, I'm going to go really deep. Um, the horses you mentioned certainly have a shot. Uh, I like Too Sexy as well. Miss J. McKay uh, just lost to Robin Sparkles in the Caress uh, on, on the 23rd of July. Robin Sparkles uh, got a fairly easy lead there, although you know she carved out 44 and one, so she deserved to have the lead, but she hung on. Uh, Super Sensation almost caught her at the wire. Lady Edith was in the same race, and but Miss J. McKay just got beat by three quarters lengths, made up made up a lot of ground in the stretch, and just barely didn't get there. So I, I think she's got a big shot to turn the tables on Robin Sparkles. Um, lost to Caravel two back. Um, I can make a case for a lot of horses here. Change the control for Michelle Lovell. Uh, won a stakes race at Colonial and uh, comes here in great form with three straight buyers in the mid-90s. So I'm going to go really, really deep in here. i got six horses written down, and I'm probably going to go all. If you made me pick a winner, I would probably pick the horse that I didn't mention yet, Illegal Smile for Wesley Ward. Wesley Ward has knocked me out of two pick fives at Saratoga <laughs> this year already. And so I'm not going to leave him out. I'm gonna, I I'm gonna, understand that. <laughs> you know, Jose Ortiz picks this, this mount up, and, and the horse won two in a row, including a really impressive win uh, at Keeneland in April at, at five and a half furlongs with 93 buyers. So I'm going to certainly use Wesley Warden here. Don't let him beat me again. But I'm going to go really deep. I don't have a strong opinion here. I think it's a wide-open race. Grade 1 Alabama is the 10th race in the third leg of the late pick four. Three-year-old filly is going a mile and a quarter. Nest has already gone a mile and a half and then came back in the mile and an eighth CCA Oaks at Saratoga and blew them away, including her main rival in here, Secret Oath. So the question is, can they beat Nest in the Alabama? This is a two-horse race. I, I can't see anybody winning. I mean, Jerry Mander got really good in the Mother Goose, uh, got a 98 by Rosario rides her back. So if there's anybody going to beat them, it could be Jerry Mander, and it might be a good play to uh, take Nest and Secret Oath and maybe play a split with Jerry Mander running between those two. But the two classiest fillies in the race are Nest and, and uh, Secret Oath. Secret Oath, Nest got her, beat her to the front, and Secret Oath just didn't seem herself on, on CCA Oaks Day. And I played her that day. She lost by 12 and a quarter. Hard to see her turning the tables on Nest. It's the same course, and it's just another quarter of a mile, uh, another eighth of a mile, and, and actually Secret Oath hadn't been that far. So... Ness is going to be a huge favorite here, but I do think Secret Oath is good enough, obviously, after winning the Oaks and running the Preakness to challenge her. Um, and if somebody else goes with Ness on the front end and puts a little pressure on her, maybe that's uh, maybe that's She's King, the cheap horse out of uh, Rusty Arnold's uh, barn. But, uh, you know, she's moving way, way up in class. I'm going to use Ness and Secret Oath. I can't imagine anybody else winning this race. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm going to... Uh, use both of them and uh, secret oath I could uh, be talked into betting if the price drifts up a little bit uh, nest was just incredibly impressive but the the thing that I, I noticed is that her last two races have been her top two buyer speed figures and she's had a little time you know had a little time wasn't like they were close together but I've just seen Phillies and mares do that have a couple of back-to-back -back buyer tops and then they um, they regress and it you you don't see it coming and 
I think Nest is more likely to go backwards than forwards. Now, she maybe goes backwards to a 102 or 100 and still wins it easily. But with that being said, I could see Secret Oath improving. Like you, it didn't look like she was at her best, and she's had three works, two of them five furlongs since that race, which suggests to me that maybe Lucas didn't have her cranked up, and so she's eligible to improve. And, you know, it's Lucas. We've seen him firing in these kinds of spots by Arrogate, so she ought to be able to handle a mile and a quarter just fine. So I'll use them both in the pick four, and if the price gets right enough, then I could talk myself into betting Secret Oath to win in the race. Um, last race is a non-winners of three lifetime claimer, $35,000 claiming level, three-year-olds and up. Uh, this one's on the turf, mile on the 16th. I like Daviano here for Pletcher. He's got big numbers on the claiming drop, and I think if you toss the last race, the previous ones are very strong for Aviano. Saratoga Flash I'm going to put on my ticket. Just a big jock upgrade there um, and improved numbers as a four-year-old. American Pure off the maker claim. I'm going to put that one on my ticket. Uh, Barnegat Light, uh, that's Tim Ham, and he seems to be pretty sharp when he picks a horse to come up to Saratoga with. And then uh, Sonic Speed I'm going to use mainly on the Flavian Pratt angle. Uh, so I'm going to go five deep in the last leg because I'm just going to go two deep in one in legs one and three. Uh, what uh, do you think about race 11? Well, I agree with you on Aviano, but the rest of them we kind of don't agree. So this might tell me that we need to go a little deeper than, than what I'm planning on going. But the horses I liked were Aviano and you like Saratoga Flash as well. I thought those were the top two choices in the race. Uh, and if I were playing a small ticket, I would stop right there. But I'm going to, you know, obviously I'm going to have a, a, a fairly inexpensive ticket because I'm not going deep in the first leg or I'm only going to use two in the Alabama. So I'm going to go five deep here. I like Wicked Fast for uh, Jorge Abreu coming off an 83 buyer, dropping from 62,000 offshore claimer, claimer down to 35,000. So they're willing to uh, lose this horse for the purse here and uh, been running against better. And the buyers stack up with the other two horses that I mentioned. I like cause to cruise for Brad Cox because it's Brad Cox. The horse comes from Indiana. Going to look, going to be completely overlooked in here and, and it doesn't have a really good turf form, but I don't, I don't toss Brad Cox's horses anywhere. Kind of like Wesley Ward's horses. And then uh, you didn't mention box and score for uh, Jonathan Thomas and um, Manny Franco on the outside. And this horse uh, go, going back a couple races, if you just kind of, uh, excuse the last two which were a two mile race and a mile and an eighth race going back to uh at belmont he ran two pretty good races back to back against optional sixty two thousand dollar claimers so thirty five thousand uh hit him right between the eyes and i think uh he's got a big shot in here coming out of 12 holes so uh i'm gonna go five deep here when we get to pick four but my five are not the same as your five so uh buyer beware when you try to put our tickets together here yeah, maybe you can uh, pare down leg three, and uh, maybe we should just go all in the last leg. Uh, uh, I could do that. We'll see. I like uh, the all button. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my pick four ticket starts with one and four in the first leg, then one, three, five, six, nine, then four, seven, then one, six, seven, eight, ten for a $50 ticket. So, you know, you could uh, add. Um, you know, you could add one more horse in the last leg for 60, two more for 70. So kind of uh, use your own judgment there. But I've got a $50 ticket for my pick four. How about you? 
Well, I've got a $45 ticket. Uh, I'm going to single with the Moonlight in the first leg, uh, which leaves me a pretty good bankroll to play the rest of it with. So uh, with my with my ticket that I play, I might well go all in all in the two uh, wide-open races. But I'm going to go all in the second leg, uh, the two horses, Nest and Secret Oath in the Alabama 4-7. and seven. And then I'm going five deep in the last leg, four, six, seven, nine, twelve. But the six and seven are the only two horses we have in common there. You had three other horses. So if you put our tickets together and use eight there, that would uh, that would be another fifteen dollars. That'd be a sixty dollar ticket. But mine's forty five, one with all with four seven with four six seven nine twelve. Best of luck whether you're playing Saratoga, Del Mar, Ellis Park, or something else this weekend. Queen's Plate up at uh, Woodbine this weekend, uh, so that's always a, a fun card. Best of luck, and uh, make sure you keep funds in that Keeneland Select account. We'll be back next week. It'll be Travers Day, tons of stakes races on the Saratoga card that we'll be talking about here on the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.